so I feel like what you said about communication <clears throat> is the key right that's so important but it's tied back into what we we're saying about fear people have a fear even when it comes to the communication not just with action because they're still scared to lose the connection right well what they fail to realize is a lot of times the fear becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy right so I saw another meme on Instagram that was talking about relationships and the need to just honestly communicate and tell people what you're looking for. <clears throat> if you want a monogamous relationship, a polygamous relationship, an open relationship, friends with benefits, friendship, acquaintanceship, like whatever the layers are, tell the person, right? But we have a fear of that because we have fear of the connection or the loss or whatever type of thing, right? So the truth of the matter is we want everything. Like we said in the beginning, we want a hundred and we want to give zero. So I won't tell you that all I want is friendship because you want more, you may want more, and then I'll get fed more and I want to keep that. So I'm not going to tell you I just want friendship because otherwise if I tell you that you'll adjust to just being a friend, I'll be just being a friend, I still lose in that equation. Mm. So instead, I'm not honest with what I want or what do I need in this relationship. I mean, I want a friendship, I might want acquaintanceship, but then you might not want to do that right you may want to be my best friend i may want to just only be friends now you not want to be friends anymore now you're upset or whatever so it's because we can't be honest that there is not always going to be the same level of connection so we get scared to lose the entire connection and so that's where the miscommunication comes in or even just fear because the person could be fine with that but we're scared that they won't be and so therefore we're not honest in our communication we're fearful and what we end up doing is losing the entire relationship because now we're not communicating clear boundaries we're manipulating to get our needs met that's going to create tension that's going to create anxiety that's going to create a uh, miscommunication boundaries being crossed uncomfortableness tension anxiety fights now if this continues we no longer are friends we're no longer dating we're no longer married Instead of having clearly stated in the beginning, this is what I need, this is what you need, let's discuss those things, let's see if we can meet those needs, let's see how we can meet those needs. We're not honest with ourselves. And a lot of times we're not honest about our, with ourselves about the signs and the flags. I know I've told certain family members or friends this isn't the person to date. The signs are there. We ignore them. We have feelings. What, do you, think, what do you think the purpose for relationships is? Oh, you know, is, uh, we're going to do that one now? Because we can go we into just, relationship episodes. We're just talking, episode. baby. We're just talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Because I feel like this... Ladies that's and a whole gentlemen, thing. welcome back to the Codependent Podcast and the Relationship episode. <laughs> hey. What do, you, what do you think the purpose of relationships is? Mm. I think the purpose of relationship is dual. Okay, a dual purpose. It's connection and the growth. Connection and growth. Okay. So that is the and and are you saying that that is the purpose for all types of relationships from from you know infrequent friend yes type relationships all the way up through you know old childhood friends and yes to different degrees. Okay. So okay. An acquaintance might be mostly connection mostly connection What's, okay. it's just a superficial connection but it's mostly connection um, I said connection and what growth growth right it's not going to require a lot of growth because there's not a lot of connection it's superficial okay so those two things are commensurate but my child deeper connection deeper growth 
Is connection an emotional connection? Is that what you're saying? Are the two the same? Yes and no. It is the same because that's the word same. I am connected to people I have same things with, similarities with. Okay. That's how we build connection. I'm connected to people I have a similar or same past with, a similar or same interest with, similar or same values with, similar or same morals, similar or same goals, okay. similar okay. or same likes, interests, humor. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Communication pattern. Patterns. But sometimes the you have this opposite same, attract. The more though. connection. How do you? How do you? How do you? Can't find my words. When do you see opposites attract? Like, for instance, sometimes people will say it is our differences that make our relationship special <laughs> what do you think about that me and you watched couples counseling last night that couples therapy show last yeah. night perfect example what did that couple say in the beginning it was our similarities we connected differences, on differences we had differences but it was the similarities in those differences that we connected with okay we connected based on our similarities period always it's always the similarities that bring the connection so yes we acknowledged that we had differences it wasn't a problem that's what she said he brought out my light i made him this it was a balance and we liked the similarities that we felt when we were together we liked the things that we connected on now there's a disconnection i don't like that now, now it doesn't that, feel the same how anymore. much of the okay you just you just said something yeah because that's what it is those things we felt and we found peace in we don't feel the same way anymore now there's a disconnect why? Because those differences are now problematic. It was easy to love each other in the beginning. The differences didn't matter. The differences always existed. It didn't matter. That's what I made it seeing the, seeing the flags. You saw the flags. Now you're dealing with those differences every day. Now they matter. It's the same thing I say as a therapist. People think I say these things because I'm like demeaning myself. I'm trying to show themselves in me. As a therapist, I get praised for being such an amazing person. I am sitting before you once a week for one hour. Easy. And I have no emotional connection or a lesser emotional connection they have because to each other, to each other mm-hmm. except over time because it's initial. I know you for one hour. Even when I've known you for two weeks, I've known you for two hours. Mm-hmm. That's a difference. That's a different relationship than somebody I've known for 20 hours to 3,000 hours mm-hmm. to my mm-hmm. lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to emotionally disconnect, to offer objective advice, and to be supportive. Now I have to deal with people every day doing the same things. I still have the same knowledge and understanding and awareness, but if I'm triggered 24 times, I'm going to be less likely to dodge 24 bullets. Yeah. So some are bound to hit. The more we interact, the more we're likely to hurt each other. That's a reality of the situation. And to be quite honest, that pain is stored over time. And like in that in that show last night, the guy said, before we even came, I was wondering, is it too far gone? And that is the reason they're meant to make you grow. Because as they grow, they become challenging. It wasn't challenging in the beginning. You wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. People always say, love ain't supposed to be hard. <laughs> Lies. It ain't supposed to be hard yet. Yeah, you in the newlywed phase. It ain't supposed to be like, I do agree with that. When you see couples and they get together and it's instantly explosive and volatile, instantly, there was no honeymoon phase. There's a question. What's going on? That's problematic. Like, damn, y'all might not be compatible. It's different. But these are couples that have been together for 10, 20 years. They're saying there was a deep connection. There was love. There was joy. There was happiness early on. What has changed? Life has changed. Shit done turned the fuck up. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. It's not easy no more. Mm -hmm. That's when you discover, do you love someone? Now it's not easy. And that's what I said. Like, I mean, we did the other podcast. I can't even remember what that one was on. But to me, that's why communication is so important. Because when it's no longer easy, you have an opportunity to walk away. Right. That's your choice. You get, you have that right. You're not necessarily wrong. But the more loving thing is to stay and give that person a chance to grow. To communicate your issues is a loving thing because it's saying that I care about you so much. I want to work on this. I want to have a future together. So I want us to work this out. So I'm communicating what I need from you so that we can maintain this friendship, relationship, uh, marriage, whatever it is I'm looking for long term. So I care so much about you. I'm going to talk to you about these things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share these things with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you about these things so that we can have a relationship. But a lot of times both parties are not in the same place with that. So if one is sharing and the other one isn't, somebody's feeling critiqued, criticized, da, da, da. we're taking it in as personal and we're not looking at it as objective. This person needs certain things for their peace and they're trying to tell you that. This person needs certain things for their peace and they're trying to tell you that. Oh, you see that split you just made? That we're two individuals in this relationship. It's almost like it gets brushed over. Um, because what ends up happening is that the person says they they have a feeling they think, and this is a friendship or whatever. When you do this, it makes me wonder about the long-term health of this partnership because of the pain it causes me. I don't know if I can hang in and, and therefore the, this maintaining. Beautiful. And, and I wish I could teach men and women to reframe what they're saying to the partner so that they can say it in a more loving way because that is beautifully said beautifully said and so then I wonder then with that said so beautifully as you put it um, (laughs) (laughs) what I I wonder about for relationships and then of all kind and I think from here we can get into more of uh, the different types and the monogamies and stuff like that but it comes down, I think, to like what your goal is when you got the person. Um, if it was that, like the one guy we watched, the fool said, I don't want to do nothing. I just want to be served. So he's looking for all, all inputs of pleasure, which mm-hmm. I get. Everybody mm-hmm. wants inputs of pleasure. We want somebody to rub our back. We want somebody to take trips with. We want somebody to listen to us after a hard day's work. Yes, we want that pleasure in, in the sense of when I'm hurting, make, you know, help bring me up, mm-hmm. but also, you know, just make my life more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. These things exist in a relationship. But if it's the goal of why you got it in, in a, solely, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, basically, uh, I was in a lonely place, not having anyone to travel with, share things with, pick me up. Now I need to go get that. Mm-hmm. But in our search, and even once we're in one, is there any... How much thought is being put to your the other portion of the aspect exactly. you said, which is the growth. And that growth part means I'm going to be hurt. Yes. How much time are you putting into the thinking of the other person? Yeah. And not in the sense of the other person as in what they could do to change to, again, add more pleasure coins to your side of the relationship. I mean, into the pain that they're going through. Because remember... A lot of time, and this is just real, and I see this from ages 15 to 35, I, and I was, uh, I'm, I did it back then, and I'm still doing it. I look at you like, how can you please me? A lot of the time, and when I can say things are off in the relationship, look at me at how you, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I look at you as my partner. Is what are you doing for me? Sometimes these thought it, it creeps in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on it now, 
But the, the truth of the matter is when I say things are off or I'm hurting, it's normally I'm not getting enough pleasure coins. I'm not getting enough prioritization. I'm not getting enough specialness. And then it just makes me think how much self-focus is in a couple dynamic. Oh my gosh. It depends From on the, the couple. Start. It depends on the person. Because I feel like... You know what? It's all self-focused. Because I feel like mine was not self-focused, but it was self-focused. Mm. Right? Oh boy. It's another curse of relationships, which is where you lose yourself trying to please others. Mm. Um... And that's a poor boundary too. That's the chaser, right? So we talked about the withdrawer. There's the chaser. So the chaser don't have any power in the relationship. The withdrawer has all the power. So the more I'm trying to chase, and it's like a lot of times what you're saying, trying to fix, trying to help, trying to give, trying to do, trying to da-da-da-da-da, and that other person's withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing. So it's still a self thing in the sense that I want this connection. Yeah. But it's like, for me, the pain is like, I want the connection. I'm willing to do anything to maintain the connection. Uh -huh. Just tell me what I need to do. Yes. That's how I approach things. Uh -huh. I have to understand other people aren't capable. They don't know what they want. They don't know how to communicate what they want. They haven't done any of that processing work or any of that shit so it's not even like people look at it like just like oh just tell people what you want they can't or they don't know how to or they don't like even that guy that you're talking about i was so irritated watching him like last night mm -hmm. triggered watching him because his attitude was so nonchalant mm -hmm. and so flippant and so like he just didn't show any care or concern for anyone other than himself and it triggered me and it pissed me off because it's like it was selfishness personified in front of our face like i've never seen it so strongly personified right because of those triggers you lose objectivity because now that we're talking about it and i'm removed from experiencing it live right. and i'm thinking back on it i recognize pain right who holds his wife said several times he has a thing around his birthdays he has a thing around his birthdays he has a thing around his birthdays the only people in my life I know who have thing around their birthdays are people who've experienced trauma around their birthdays, trauma associated with their birthdays. Now it's become too important to them in their old age because never had a birthday celebration, never had this time, never had a moment when you were uplifted or where you were the center of attention or where you felt validated or loved or whatever these types of good feelings are associated with your birthday, giving gifts, praised, blah, blah, blah. Now you hold a lot of weight on it as an adult. I do. But I hold a lot of weight on it as an adult. I run from it because I don't want the disappointment. I don't want the pain. I don't want da-da-da. In a similar way, you see it with him. But his goes into it. I need it to be perfect. I need this to fix all the pain in the past that I've experienced. Mm. I need this new experience to fix that. I need this new birthday to make up for all the ones I lost and missed. So this one needs to be perfect. It can't be. It's too much pressure. It's a birthday. It's human. <laughs> yeah. So to speak. Yeah. So it's like the same thing we do in our relationship. I need you to fix all the pains of the past. You can't. You're human. Yeah. You're going to add some. <laughs> yeah, that's a guarantee. That's so a guarantee. it's a redirection of the thought. I don't like everything says to lose expectation. I know that's the popular thing. It's not a reality. You're supposed to manage your expectations. It's like saying lose your emotions. So then people suppress their emotions and they say they don't need to talk about it. And then it leaks. It explodes. Uh, it comes out in monumental, drastic movements that it could have been simple if I just spoke on it. 
Easier said than done, my dear. Oh, believe me, I'm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, and I think. Um, I know it's so, not easy. So then, when we move then um, into marriage or uh, monogamy or polyamorous type relationships. Um, hmm. But there's a big fear in our society surrounding marriage and cheating and open marriage, Will and Jada type stuff and all basically like if I feel like people dream of the monogamy because that single person to the be the all is the safest most romantic least fear path i think both have fears different fears mm, even in the polygamy in the polygamy maybe you're scared you can't find one it, person is polygamy and polyamorous the same similar or polygamy is more like polygamy means marriage. Married to multiple. You can't be married to multiple, so right. you're in a polyamorous because you're not able to have polygamy Unless because you're it's in illegal. Utah. Yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah. But I think it's different fears, different needs, different experiences, right? I feel like people in a monogamous relationship fear betrayal or being hurt mm -hmm. to the point where they've created certain rules to protect themselves from ever feeling hurt in that particular way meaning choosing Cheating. someone else over me choose some like i want a partner who's gonna put me first and that i'm gonna put them first always and we have this particular bond and we're gonna do these things with only each other and because we decided to do these things with only each other it proves to me their love and loyalty to me because they're sacrificing their desires and wants and other needs for me right which builds me and up. i'm doing the same for them and it makes us both feel loved right kudos yeah a polygamous or polyamorous may say i feel the need what's their fear one person cannot meet all of my needs mm. so i need multiples or i want it and it makes me happy I, i've loved two people i don't want to choose between two people that i love mm. why can't i be with both people that i love and if both people find a way to be okay with it and we find a way to be okay with it, why can't we all share our love freely with each other if it doesn't bother anybody else? Now, this is now this is an interesting uh, topic, us two old married folk. But what? how do you think, what do you think the, the emotional reaction you see from married folks or even single folks to the, the, the poly community? Why do you think it gets such a almost like visceral reaction or fear you know what, what do you think is made up in that reaction to to poly life i still take it back to the white male mindset to the stereotypes associated with all because i feel like if we look at the stereotypes and the language we start to see the fears supposedly white men have small penises I'm just saying. I've seen some videos. I'm that not say saying other. it's true. I'm saying the fears <laughs> tell you, right? The same way people like to say Asian men have little ones. So look at society. Look at the monuments that have been created that also suggest there's a penis envy mindset. Um, dick measuring contests, competition, 
right? So if we're talking about survival of the fittest and if we're talking about animal kingdom, we understand that um, a man to choose a mate, he has to be chosen, he has to dominate. He has to dominate. He has to demonstrate that he is the best choice. Dominate. That he has dominated the other choices. That right, he's right. overcome the over other so choices. You can't entertain. So in order for you to get with me in this moment, you have to choose me. Well, if I'm saying I want to be with you for life, I need to know you're gonna keep choosing me. Yeah. So now I need to control anything that threatens you continuing to choose me. Mm. So anything that could threaten you continuing to choose me should go if I want to feel always comfortable and safe. So now where do we see, where do you think the fear comes in against polygamy for the woman in society? It's the most threatening. Cause we just said, if I'm the man, I'm creating a system that works for me. Uh -huh. That means the woman needs to be in a certain place so that she stays mine. So originally, I mean, if you look at historically, you see the man's fear. No, I mean I, the woman's fear. The woman's fear is um, that she's the minority and that she's bought into what men have taught. And therefore, she needs to be chosen. That's what the society says. A woman has to be chosen. A woman who's not fitting into this description of what monogamy should be isn't chosen. It's what every woman I've ever met has been taught. You have to look like this. You have to act like this. You have to cook. You have to clean. You have to do all of these tasks. Men have to go to work. And women have a thousand other things they have to do if they want to get chosen or picked. So, so shouldn't he a woman needs choose to be chosen that? and she needs to be chosen. Shouldn't a woman be an, a, a proponent of polygamy given the constraints of our current society? Like, I don't think a person should be a proponent of anything they are that aren't and it's usually based on conditioning. Agree, agree. I guess I'm analyzing and from a psychological... And women have been conditioned to serve a man. That's what we've been taught. These are the things you need to do to make a man happy. So it's not about your own happiness. It's about the things you need to do to make him happy so that he can choose you. Right. What girls are taught from early age. It's their responsibility and duty to take care of the family, to take care of others. They're not taught to take care of themselves. They're criticized for not being able to take care of themselves, but they're not taught how to take care of themselves. They're taught how to take care of everybody else. Hmm. So they learn to take care of everybody else. And they learn to put their eggs in this theory and this myth that if they do enough to make themselves chosen and to make the man happy, he will choose them and he will love them. And then he will work hard to make them happy. This is the theory behind happy wife, happy life. It's the reason I'm annoyed when men complain about it. Because yes, happy spouse, happy house. However, women have already been given the training on how to make the house happy. Women have already been given the training on emotions and connections and communications to some extent. Men have not. This is my own opinion. Maybe I'm biased by that, but I definitely feel in this regard, men are behind because they've been taught they only need to produce. Interesting. They only need to be. A man's I, I value- I can't speak on the overall, but I definitely understand certain threads to what you're saying. Threads? Well, of course, there's going to be conflicting messages, but the overall message, like yeah. look at what a man, look at the toys, look at the messages, look at what's considered, and look at what we just said in society: pimps, players, da da da. Men can sow their seeds; boys will be boys. Um, a man's job is to produce and provide for his, ooh, excuse moi. So the man's supposed to produce and provide for the family, right? Look at our relationship. Our entire marriage, you've made all the money. You've gotten lots of praise for that. 
I've never made money. I've been criticized for not working. I've been criticized for not being domestic enough. I've been criticized for not having my body and shape and looks together enough for you because you provide, I should be taking care of everything else. <laughs> You're supposed to be my trophy wife. Hell yeah. I should, be doing, doing, I should be doing all the shit all day, every day. Sex, clothes, looks, children, cooking, cleaning, yeah, working, like all of that. Of that. I'm yeah. supposed to do all of it. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> I do bet that. you would like that. <laughs> So, and not just by men. That's my point. Women buy into it. I have been criticized the most by other women. Mm. Other men haven't criticized you necessarily. They find you threatening. So it becomes still a criticism of the woman wanting a man to take care of her because society attacks the woman. So it becomes she's a gold digger. It becomes uh, she's using him. She wasn't shooting with him in the gym. Blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. <laughs> All of these things when she still built this whole life and family with him. But once again, the woman's roles are denigrated. The man's roles are praised. The man has to provide. Sex, job, just be there, just show up. The woman put in the work. We we definitely have been sitting, sitting here and covering kind of the societal view, the societal skew. What do you think? So you men, so when you say like men definitely feel the pressures to do it, but it becomes an attack. Like you're saying, I don't have money to provide for this woman. So now I attack gold diggers or now I attack women who get provided for or now I attack this concept because I can't do it. Now it's a threat. I can't be a man. I might not get chosen. This choice is some shit. Y'all are some shit for even wanting to do that. <laughs> Y'all stupid. <laughs> right. Right. And the man who does that is stupid. And da, 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 and it's just like, geez, now we start attacking those things. It's like, oh, so a man providing for his family becomes bad. A woman providing for her family becomes bad because I can't do it in that way, in that way. Because you're doing it. You're providing for your family. She's providing for her family. He's providing for his family. Everyone's doing the best they can to live their life. But because I'm not doing it the way you're doing it and you're not doing it the way I'm doing it, someone's got to be wrong. And I don't want it to be me. Right. So it's got to <laughs> be you. So where do you think the growth is? for uh, the because uh, you list two things you listed growth and connection mm -hmm. we've talked some about the connection we've talked some about the societal viewpoints as it pertains to relationship and generalizations and stigma but what do you now think when I say a friendship or a romantic relationship has the ability to provide growth as you said what does that look like communication how, you, how does communication help a person grow in a relationship how is that something that. It's what I said. You have a chance to walk away, and when you walk away, you don't grow Okay. necessarily. I mean, you can do some growth on your own, but that you lose an ability to grow in this way. So, for instance, you and I been married 17 years. How did those growths occur or come about? Every fight we had, we could have walked away, or we could have talked about it, addressed it, dealt with it, and figured that shit out. We talk about it, we address it, we deal with it, we figure that shit out. That's how you grow. When you experience what pain. What is growing? Growing is the sprout busting through the seed shell, busting through the dirt, busting through the surface of the soil into the light, and then fighting through the rain. <laughs> Fighting through the overly sunny days, whatever the shit is, and continuing and continuing and continuing. That's how you grow, by not giving up. That's it. It's not fun. It's not monumental. It's not uh, fucking shooting stars and dance parties and twerking sessions. It can be sometimes. You can look back and 
um, victory. Those are the victorious moments when you look back, but the actual work, the actual breaking of generational curses, the actual helping the black community, all of these titles and things we say we want to do, that's blood, sweat, and tears. That's what growth looks like. Blood, sweat, and tears. How black people mark? are strong because of the pain they've endured. We are strong because of the things we go through and overcome and don't give up on. So to me, you grow when you talk about your feelings, when you talk about your needs, when you talk about your desires, when you talk about what's going on with you, when you talk about what's wrong with you, when you talk about what's happening with you, when you share your story, when you share your perspective, whatever that story and perspective is, conversations occur. Like even this whole thing in the media, the criticism of women, it bothers me, but it's conversations that need to be happening. Trump, I need to know. White people need to see. Racism exists. Now we see racism exists. White people have been under this delusion. Oh, oh, why are you guys still talking about it? Well, now you fucking know. This is why we're still talking about it. This is why. So when people are saying all of this shit and we're like, oh, okay, there's no issues in society, rape culture, la da da, victim blaming. No, it's not a real thing. Now you know. This is how you see it. You see these women trying to live their lives, doing their own things. You see all these men threatened by it and shitting on them and tearing them down. That's how you know. That's where it comes from. You talk about it. You address it. What does you it face your like? fear. What does it look like? Say I've gone through this. I've talked about this. I've dealt with the shit. What does the person who has growth look like? How do I market and see it in myself? How do I identify the growth? that is happening from my relationship. Are you speaking and walking in your truth? Are you trying to talk about and speak about your truth? That's how you know. Are you putting in that effort every day or are you running from it? When you feel something uncomfortable, da da da, are you trying to communicate that? Are you trying to show that? Are you speaking out? It's not going to be fun. And are you continuing? Or are you giving up? Like, that's how you see the growth. I mean... You just do it. It's always... Like, I don't know what to tell people. It's a choice. You do it or you don't. The, so it's like... When we went to Aruba... And we went to the natural lake and we went to the pool when we climbed up to the top of the rocks and we had to jump into the lake. I was terrified. I was scared out of my mind. But guess what? The longer I stayed on the ledge, the greater the fear grew. It didn't diminish. It got worse. It got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger till I wasn't going to jump. But at that point, it's like, I got to make a choice. Am I going to get off of this ledge or am I going to jump? Everybody's there. Everybody's watching. You done come all this way. You done done all this stuff. What's it up to you? Now it's your choice. In that moment, you got to make a choice. So I'm not saying it's easy. It's definitely not an easy thing. But the moment is usually easy, right? And what I mean by that is people always say, how do I share these things? Or I post these things. Or I deal with these things. Or I talk and address the stuff that I address, right? The doing of it isn't the hard part, it's the living after, right? So when I jumped, <laughs> that wasn't hard. It was the beginning thinking, da, 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 da. if I went up, had to do it again, it would be slightly easier because I've done it already, but I would still have to go through those fears and anxiety right. and stress all over again. Right. 
it would just be slightly less. And then I would have to make a decision. Do this again. Do this again. Do this again. Do this again. Till there's zero. The person who decides to become this Olympic diver and gets up on that top of the thing and jumps off it, he didn't just do it. He didn't just start jumping off diving boards at 20 feet in the air. He started with the little regular diving board. He started off the edge of the corner of the pool first, then the diving board, then a six foot one, then a 10, then a 20. I mean, I'm making this shit up, but this is how yeah, life yeah, goes. Exactly. Like, so we forget that's how life goes. That's how relationships go. It's not going to feel good all the time. We want it to feel good all the time. We want life to feel good all the time. We never want to feel any pain. And so we run when we do, but that makes it greater. That makes the pain grow. That makes the pain bigger. And it's like, so every time I get on here, you tell me stuff and you're like, it's not that simple. It is and it isn't. Mm. Because I just posted. Like, I just posted. I just share it. I just say it. The outweighing cost, the blowback that I have to deal with, that part is the difficult part for sure. But I've already done and said the part that I needed to do and say. Now I just got to deal with the blowback. Right. <laughs> and so that's where you grow in the blowback because now you have to deal with them responding to everything that you said, them dealing with everything that you said. That's the others, right? Like I did what I needed to do. I said what I needed to say. For me, there becomes a lot of peace when I say my part. It's easier for me to deal with other people's shit when I know I've said my piece and I've done my part. If I know I've poured myself into this task, I still have to deal with whatever pain or blowback or consequences occur from it but I have peace knowing I did what I'm supposed to do a lot of times that's the reason I have the pain that I have in the relationships that I have because I am a lover I am a giver I'm gonna pour my all into it mm -hmm. but I also know at the end of the day I did my part whatever did or didn't work out I did all that I could do mm -hmm. and I can only do my part so that leaves me some peace, even though I have to deal with the pain of rejection or the pain of betrayal or the pain of whatever. I know I did what I could. I know I left being my person and walking in my integrity, walking in my truth, walking in myself. And then whatever else is whatever else. And it's not necessarily easy. Life's not easy. I mean, I think that's the part that I struggle with because everyone coming to me about life is easy. I don't know what to tell them. I know I've known since a kid life's not easy I've never known an easy life I've had moments of easiness uh, but I've never known this thing they call easy life like <laughs> right. that's a myth in my mind so right. when people tell me that uh, I don't know how to help you with that yeah I know how, I don't know, I know how to help people get through trauma <laughs> I know how to help people get through pain that's my specialty I know how to make you, uh, not make you, but I know how to help you get to some kind of peace and contentment in the midst of storms, but I don't know how to remove storms from ever happening or occurring. Yeah, you would be a god mm -hmm. if you could do such things. Mm -hmm. Agreed. If you could. <laughs> but instead, I think I just am... What would, you, what would you tell somebody, man or woman, embarking on a new relationship? As in, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Go ahead, finish your sentence. <laughs> uh, what would you tell somebody embarking on a new relationship, building a deeper friendship with someone at their job, or dating relationship, or even considering engagement, marriage? What would you tell somebody as it pertains to what they may be? 
perceiving as societal goals for that relationship? Ooh, my advice for everybody. <laughs> you gotta learn slow. One thing I know. Black. Six lap. Black. <laughs> yeah. You so gotta learn slow. It's a reminder of that. I think that I tend to... So for me, I feel a lot of pain in my relationships because what others consider rushing is for me validation. Like I'm trying to rush to validate the connection, right? Like I'm rushing people to get to where I'm at because I communicate more directly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I need to know where we are. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Once you tell me where we are, now I know how to move and operate. So now I know how to respond to you. They think that that means we're going to be in this romantic dating uh, married for life relationship I just want to know what do you think this is is this friendship is this romantic like where are you trying to go with this that's a rush for men that's what I mean like they, they oh she wants to know where this is going she wants to be with me I just want to know I do want a relationship but I'm not saying I want to be having a romantic relationship I'm trying to see where are you at so I know how to move and I know what boundaries I need to put in place So I would rush that process, trying to get to that point to try to understand where are we so I know how to move and operate. They couldn't understand my intention. I couldn't understand their communication. Disasters occurred. So for me, I wish I could teach people to, it sounds crazy because I'm such a guarded person in some ways and not others. It's almost like be more guarded and go slow, 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 slow. Women tend to rush usually romantically but i feel like even in relationships we want to rush to the like title men are slower and they have trying to figure shit out i think it takes them longer because they haven't had the practice of dealing with emotions because they haven't had the training and the socialization and the freedom they don't know they don't get it they are confused they're trying to figure it out and I don't know what to tell women because honestly, I just want to tell people to focus on themselves because a lot of the times it's people trying to play out their shit with each other, right? Like you're looking for this relationships, most people, because they're looking for healing instead of healing themselves. How do you do that? That shit I said earlier, telling yourself you're enough, journaling, meditating over and over again. Getting in touch with your, what's going on. Like right now, everyone says it. I'm my own worst critic. I'm my own worst critic. I'm my own worst critic. Be your own biggest cheerleader. How about that? Be your own cheerleader. I cheerlead every other person in this world. I'm everybody's big cheerleader. I'm the greatest cheerleader for everybody else, and I'm my biggest critic for myself. So I told you my healing started when I started to cheer myself on. It's a thing that I have to constantly remind myself to do. Cheer yourself on, because there's no one there cheering you on. Cheer yourself. Build yourself up. Tell yourself you're seeing the progress. Like, I, I know how many fights me and you had when we were first going through this mental health journey. And I'm like, you don't see my progress? You don't see my progress? And I kept getting hurt. And I'm like, you don't see my progress? I'm doing this, this, and this. I kept pointing it out to you. Why don't you just see your own progress? Fuck him. <laughs> like, <laughs> see that, that shit. Nigga. Fuck that nigga. He don't see your progress? See your own progress. <laughs> yeah. Clap on your own back. And it's not the same. I mean, I feel like that's my pain and my hurt in the sense, like, I'm trying to get you to see it. Trying to get, trying to, you guys, have a relationship with me because no one ever wanted one, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, family and friends, like friends, whatever the fuck that is. People in my life constantly told me no for different reasons. So it's something that I continue to chase. Relationship, relationship, friendship, connection. I want this. I want this connection, connection. The more and more I get older and the more pain I experience trying to chase these relationships and friendships, the more I just settle into doing things for myself, being by myself, taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. 
That's actually good relationship advice. <laughs> what a well, journey. that's good because I feel like it sounds depressing, but. No, I mean, I'm, yeah, perhaps, depending on the recipient. But I understand what you're saying overall that uh, relationships can be healing and can be pleasurable, but that seeking them out for the purpose to do that can be a trap if you ignore and neglect your own work that you still have to do both before and during even and if you're after. not neglecting your own work it's still it's painful it's gonna be yeah there's no avoiding it you know yeah it's just not avoiding it like and i think honestly it's painful because of the so it's something that i struggle and i think that's the thing i try to get my clients to be better than me the same as my kids because i think that their foundation is better than mine because not everybody started the way I started. I started with nothing. A lot of people have more started with better, so I feel like I have more hope for them to get to places that I don't necessarily feel like I can always get to myself. But I see it with like our girls or whoever, like our daughters, my friends, other people. It's just like there's so much emphasis on the relationship being the thing to bring the peace or the joy or the whatever. And honestly speaking, you just want connections, so find it. Like I think that's been my struggle because I don't think I need it from a man. I just want connections. I tend to connect initially to men better because of the similarities in interest, because of me being raised with my brothers, because I've been around dudes more. It makes me naturally more comfortable as far as interests. But even just that, that had to be my own learning process because as comfortable as I am with them, I'm starting to realize how uncomfortable they are with me and how there's other discomforts with them because there's gonna always be an attraction or a sexual component that's gonna complicate and cloud it. But I still experience the same shit and drama with women because it's going to be sex that clouds it for them too because it's going to be jealousy of whether I'm getting attention and they're not or somebody talks to me and not them whatever kind of shit like it's just always fucking shit with people you're going to only never not have shit if you're alone so if your goal is to never not have shit you got to be alone if you're going to be able to deal with some shit you can have people in your life but there's a cost they're going to bring some shit <laughs> right right Agreed. so then you just decide who's worth it Who's not? What a I think that's the problem because that's where the pain becomes, right? Like that's where I see it in a lot of my friendships and even in my own. When you've experienced a lot of pain, you need those connections more than people who've experienced less pain. So there's more you're willing to do. So it's harder to find people like yourself who's willing to go through the fire. Not everybody's willing to go through the fire because they've never been through it. I've been through so much fire, I'll go through the fire with people. But I need people that will go through the fire with me too. That's hard to find. So that's another thing I tell a lot of my clients. Like, you're looking for a diamond. That's not easily found. That's rare. There's a lot of pebbles. Collect them along. <laughs> if you want to collect rocks, just go outside. If you want to collect diamonds, you got to go through a mining process. You got to go through a whole dirty ass, digging that shit out, polishing that shit up and perfecting it to be a diamond. So I think that's the problem. What I'm looking for is rare in my relationships. I haven't found a lot of people who can meet my particular needs and that's painful. I've seen the same thing in women and friends and men too. You're looking for something specific. Everybody is. So in that process of trying to find that specific thing, you run into some close encounters or some close calls or some things that seem like, you know, oh, diamonds in a rough. I thought this was a diamond in a rough. It was just granite still sparkles still look pretty but it wasn't be, what i thought and they could be diamond in someone else's life it just might not be a connection with you well what i mean in particular when i'm saying it 
because I'm not saying that person's not a diamond, but what I'm saying is for what you're looking for is not the diamond, so it's not polished enough. It's not because that's what I mean. Like, for instance, me. When I'm in my relationships, I'm looking for I do need validation of the relationship, not validation of myself, but I need to know where we're at. I need to know, yes, we're friends or yes, we're like whatever the title is. I need to know this is what our title is. That's validation for me because I know my place. I know what my lane is. That gives me safety and comfort in the relationship because I know my boundaries now. This is what our relationship is. This is my friend. This is my best friend. This is my family, my sister, my brother. I know who you are. So now I don't know how to react. That gives me safety. In order to have that, I need people who can, can communicate. This is who I am to them. You are my friend. You are someone I'm interested in. You are someone I don't like. You are my mother. Whatever the title is, what am I to you? If you can't communicate that clearly to me, we're not on that same page. It doesn't mean that you're not someone else's diamond. You're not my diamond. Someone else might not need clear communication. Someone else might not need to feel safe. Someone else's triggers might be they need to know that you never cheat on them. That's not necessarily my particular trigger. I just need to know what you're doing. Like, I need to know honesty. I need honest. I need certain things. But I don't necessarily need you to never like another woman. I just need you to communicate to me that you like another woman. Right. But like you said, some people can do that. Some people can't because they're dealing with their conditioning. Oh, I could never tell her that I like another woman because if I tell her I like another woman, da, 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 da. So that's where I have an issue. If you need to control my reaction, we're not going to work. If you need my reaction to never be emotional or crying, it's not going to work because I can manage my emotions. I can process my emotions, but it's a lot easier when I have honest and clear and direct communication because it's also a lot easier for me to manage my emotions. It's not going to get caught up. Like if I, if you tell me we're friends, I'm going to invest like a friend. I'm going to match your, whatever you're doing. So I know, okay, this is how you see as a friend. This is what I see as a friend. We're on the same page. If you don't tell me that I'm coming with my other energy, it's, it's a lot for me. You're fine with it probably because you're getting VIP status. But I'm being drained out because I'm giving best friend. You're giving me regular friend. Now I'm frustrated. Now I'm feeling some type of way. Now you will hear the takers always say, keep giving. Fuck y'all because <laughs> y'all just want to keep taking. That's not a healthy mindset. I always hear it all the time. I'm not changing who I am. Who does that benefit? Because I look at every message. What does this message benefit? The message that tells the givers to continue to give and give and give. That's not a healthy message. Who tells you that message? That's what I look at. Do you love me? Whether it's friend, best friend, all the way up to lovers. There's different types of love. But it's always that I want the best for you and you want the best for me. That's what love is at the base. Whether we're friends, lovers, whatever. If you don't want the best for me we're also not going to get along because I try to operate in wanting what's best for you, which is also the reason I say clearly communicate because that's how we know. I, now I know what your best is. Now I know what your expectations are. Now I can meet them or now I can tell you I can't meet them and we can go out our separate ways. But when we don't communicate clearly, we get deeper emotionally attached. Then we realize we can't meet each other's needs. Then there's a lot of pain, a lot of blowout and a lot of anger, blame and all of that. It didn't have to get to that point. And then it's also just being honest with yourselves. Because if you know you don't know what you want, why are you bothering people? 
if you know you don't want know what you want from a relationship why are you looking for a relationship figure that shit out why are you looking to connect if you know you don't know what kind of connection you want are you sure you know what kind you want that i know what kind i want Uh uh-huh i am sure i told you the kind i want okay how do i know because people might be sure too Hmm? the people who are reaching out for connection might be no some might be but i'm saying some aren't what you mean they might be and they might have changed or i'm saying like you're saying be sure yes because every person i've ever met is a miscommunication because they weren't sure but you were always sure no that's my point i've gotten to this place through a bunch of unsure moments oh okay a lot of tough lessons a lot of pain that's got me to the place of knowing this is what i want to need now do i know i always needed direct communication yes i always knew i needed that but did i always do it no why because i'm a giver put others first under this guise or this myth that I was taught that if I put others first they will put you first treat others the way you want to be treated if you treat people the way you want to be treated they'll treat you in like fashion but they that's true they will treat you the way they want to be treated the way they want to be treated might not be the way you want to be treated that's the problem that was a flaw in the plan that I didn't realize I've spent my life under this myth that if you love others they'll love you not true you mean put if you put others first, they'll put you first? All of that. They'll love you. They'll put you first. They'll consider you. They'll take care of you. They'll talk to you. They'll be there for you. Whatever it is that you need. Not to say that they'll be everything you need, but a friend. What is a friend? A person that's there for you when you need them, supposedly. So I'm not saying they have to be there every time you need them, but there's this myth to me that I feel like if I have a friend, I can talk to them about my problems. Sometimes. Or never. Or sometimes, or maybe not, that's my point. Might not be ever. Might not ever feel like you can talk to them about your problems. They may not ever understand. Or they might. The only way to know is to try it. That's what I'm saying. We want, that's you talking about marriage and polygamy and monogamy. Why? For guarantees. I would like a guarantee. This person that I love loves me back and will try not to hurt me. That's what marriage is supposed to guarantee. And then they get divorced. So. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantees. Right. There's no guarantees in relationships. There's no guarantees in life. All you can do is try. All you can do is your best. 